morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, May 1st. On this date in 2011, President Barack Obama announced to the world that al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden had been killed during a U.S. commando operation. Because of the time difference, it was actually May 2nd in Pakistan where the operation happened. And in entertainment trivia, on this date in 1989, police in California were called to a jewelry store where employees reported a suspicious person. That suspicious person, though, turned out to be a famous performer who was wearing a disguise to go shopping. Can you guess who it turned out to be? I'll have that answer in just a minute. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at your Monday forecast. And good Monday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvan here starting out with sunny skies this morning. A little bit of a breeze out there, but as soon as the sun comes up, the wind's going to pick up again today. Winds out of the west, 15 to 25, gusting over 30 miles per hour. So a windy afternoon, but a sunny afternoon. High temperatures today will be in the mid to upper 70s. We'll call it about 76 today, 77 tomorrow. Still breezy. Tuesday into Wednesday. Eventually that wind will die down. Cool mornings this week. On average near 50 degrees most mornings. About 80 by Friday. Now this weekend bring the chance of perhaps a couple of showers Saturday morning. Dry 78 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all. Your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader. Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. We're learning a First Baptist alum and University of South Florida football player is out on bond after being arrested on a felony charge of domestic battery by strangulation. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office says tailback Michael Dukes is now out on a $2,000 bond. The Sheriff's Office says they received a call from the victim Saturday. After investigating, they learned there was a verbal argument between Dukes and that victim. At some point, it turned physical. That's when deputies say Dukes strangled the victim. Dukes played three seasons at Clemson before transferring to USF in 2022. USF athletic staff has confirmed Dukes is suspended indefinitely from the team while that investigation is underway. Fire officials say a man is recovering at the hospital following a boat fire in Mount Pleasant. Multiple agencies responded after getting a call around 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon about a shrimp boat on the way to the Blessing of the Fleet Festival that had caught on fire. The captain escaped from the burning boat by leaping overboard. He was later rescued or he was later brought to MUSC. No word yet on the severity of his injuries. A woman is facing multiple charges after a crash on Folly Beach left one person dead and three others seriously injured. Folly Beach police say 25-year-old Jamie Komorski is charged with DUI causing serious bodily injury or death and reckless homicide after they say she rear-ended a golf cart with four passengers. That crash happened around 10 p.m. Friday on East Ashley Avenue. Officers say of the three victims who survived, two are in serious condition. Investigators have determined Komorski, who was not injured in that crash, was traveling 65 miles per hour in a 25-mile-per-hour zone. As of right now, the name of the victim has not been released. Charleston County deputies are asking for help finding the person responsible for a man's death over a decade ago. The sheriff's office was called to Pineview Road on April 30th in 2011. When they got there, investigators found the body of 23-year-old Joseph Himes in a roadside ditch. 
Authorities say Himes was seen a couple of days before he was killed, leaving his mother's home on Balsam Street in West Ashley. After further investigation, deputies determined he was, uh, determined he was shot to death. So far, no suspects have been named in the case. Anyone with information should contact the Charleston County Sheriff's Office or Crime Stoppers. Senator Tim Scott says he will announce whether or not he's going to be looking to seek the Republican Party's nomination for president by the end of this month. This comes two weeks after he launched an exploratory committee for a White House run. Our Ray Arena was there for Scott's town hall discussion here in the Lowcountry. Speaking before a crowd of supporters here in downtown Charleston, Senator Tim Scott says May 22nd is when he will decide whether or not he will pursue a presidential campaign. During the event, Scott discussed several topics, including China, inflation, and education. Scott says he also supports tightening border security, cutting taxes, and increasing military spending. The senator also criticized the Biden administration's policies throughout the event, such as the Inflation Reduction Act. While he hasn't yet announced his candidacy, Scott says the country cannot afford another term with Biden in the White House. Two more years is going to be hard as a Dickens to suffer through. Six years. Somebody give me a seat. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Can't do it. No way. No how. That's why on May 22nd, you should be in North Charleston. Talk about solutions. If Scott decides to run for the White House, he won't be the only South Carolinian doing so. The person who appointed him to the U.S. Senate back in 2013, then-Governor Nikki Haley, is also running for the White House. In downtown Charleston, Ray Urena, Live 5 News. For the first time in South Carolina's history, a black woman will lead the state's Democratic Party. Crystal Spain, a longtime party operative, has been elected to the position. Spain was elected during the party's convention over the weekend in Columbia. She called her victory a historic moment for our party for women. And she pledged to implement year-round voter engagement and mobilization efforts. It's May 1st, and that means it's time to check your supplies and make sure you're ready for hurricane season, which starts June the 1st. Yes, right around the corner. Nick yes. Reagan is in studio with us this morning with everything you need to know. So, Nick, we've seen a couple of hurricane forecasts this year, but what's the general consensus? Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, the, the universities, both in Colorado and in North Carolina, earlier in April, they released their predictions for the hurricane season. It's looking like it may be a little bit of a milder season. So the university's Atlantic seasonal hurricane activity forecast, CSU forecasted that we've got 13 named storms this year, as well as six forecasted hurricanes and two major hurricanes forecasted. The average is there, 14.4 named uh, for, uh, storms, seven and a half hurricanes, and uh, uh, 3.2 uh, major hurricanes typically. Now, part of the reason why researchers believe that it will be a milder hurricane season is because we're entering an El Nino climate pattern sooner than originally expected. El Nino is usually associated with a weaker hurricane season. However, that doesn't mean that the risk is gone away by any stretch of the imagination. El Nino years can still produce very powerful storms. Perfect example, Hurricane Andrew, one of the worst strike Florida named uh, formed during an El Nino year. Now, that's why the state has dedicated this month May Hurricane Preparedness Month. Coming up a little bit later in our show, we'll have some special guests in studio with us to walk us through what everyone needs to have in their homes to be ready for the next major storm. Katie Aisha. 
Thank you, Nick. Well, yeah. looking ahead, the Isle of Palms is set to host a Hurricane Preparedness Expo to help people be better prepared for hurricane season, as Nick just mentioned. Yeah, that free event will be held at the city's rec center and is open to the public. The event is set for Tuesday, May 16th from 4 to 7. IOP, city officials, and various community partners will be available to educate citizens and provide resources for hurricane preparedness. Along with planning tips, you'll get guidance on what to do during and after a storm, ways to protect your home, local evacuation information, and more. Attendees will also have the chance to win an exclusive emergency kit stocked with all those essentials that you need. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1989, employees at a California jewelry store called police about a suspicious person. It turned out to be the king of pop himself, Michael Jackson, who'd donned a disguise just so he could go shopping. Celebrating birthdays today, singer Judy Collins is 84 Singer Rita Coolidge is 78. Actor Dan Florick from Law & Order SVU is 72. Country singer Tim McGraw is 56. And TV personality and The View co-host Abby Huntsman is 37. Thanks again for joining us for another edition of Morning Y'all powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, a Low Country's news leader.